Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey gang, uh, thank you for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm here with Laura. I'm Zach. Hope you're staying safe and sane. We're talking a little bit about grief today and uh, what it takes to kind of uh, stay the course in the midst of this um, situation that we're all enduring. So it's a cool conversation. Stick around. Um, why don't you show me that beautiful, beautiful book of yours? Oh, yeah. I got my yeah. book yesterday. I got a whole box yesterday. So does that mean that they're now available on Amazon? They are. As an, as an essential item that needs to be purchased? Well, I noticed shipped. that um, <laughs> I noticed that usually that ships in like two days, but I think it's like a week or two now. Yeah, um, it just takes a little bit longer. But um, yeah, they came yesterday. We were so excited. They came right at dinner time. Our whole family was around the dinner table. And um, it was really fun. And Rebecca's like addicted to it. She started reading it this morning and she was like, Zach, do you want to start this book with me? And I was like, I, I, I don't want to go anywhere <laughs> wrote, near this book. <laughs> I wrote that book. Yeah. Yes. Um, so hold on. Can you just hold it up? Because it looks like, is it the same consistency as like a composite, like an actual notebook? No, like a work, it's a, like a workbook. It, no, it's just a, like a matte paperback. It's just like a trade paperback. It just looks like a composition notebook. It's thick. Yeah. I bet you've always wanted to hear that. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> oh man, I am hey, gross. Hey, I came up with um, two dad jokes for you today. All right, let's hear them. I'm fully on to your dad jokes now, like 100% game on, let's do this. Um, okay, the answer to this question is no, okay? When I ask you this question, you have to say no. Okay. Ready, all right. Yes. So do you want to hear a dad joke about a ghost? No. That's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did, you know, what would be better is if you didn't preface that with, you have to say no. Well, I guess it works the same. I guess it works the same. If you say yes, let's try it. Do you want to hear a dad joke about a ghost? Yes. That's the spirit. <laughs> you know what? I am going to teach that one to my son for, yeah. he's just going to steal all your dad jokes. Okay. Give me, give me dad joke. Number two. Did you hear about the chameleon who couldn't change colors? No. He had a reptile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will leave that one out of, <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. No, I'll leave that one out. I won't teach. He had a reptile one. dysfunction. Yeah. It's funny. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh man. So <clears throat> I'm still, look at these pit stains. Can you see those? Awesome. You have to see those. I, I just do. got done, just got done running, um, which has just kind of been my saving grace. I haven't lifted a weight. I have never once been so motivated to go into my garage and just find heavy things to just mm. lift 
and lift multiple times over and over and over and right over on. again because I don't own weights. Everything is sold out. I can't even buy weights anywhere. It's driving me bonkers. Hmm. How's your ninja skills going without your class? And I haven't, I've kind of dropped the ball actually because the thing I love about that class is how everybody teaches everybody else. And so you're always like helping each other. And mm-hmm. so they're doing a really great job of helping us like do things online on the video and stuff, but I want yeah. a partner and uh, I want a partner. So mostly I just been walking, <clears throat> walking around my neighborhood. Yeah. At a comfortable With distance. my big heavy backpack. Did I tell you about when that? You, I walk around no. there with a like 20 pound backpack. Do you just load your backpack up? That's yeah. your improv uh, weighted vest? Yes. Okay. All yeah. Right. And then I'm making it heavier as I get like faster, basically. Do you wear a mask when you walk around the neighborhood? We're just starting with masks, like masks. Yeah. So because now it's sort of a social courtesy. It's not about you anymore. It's about other people. And I didn't realize that because I don't feel at risk when I go to the dog park. Um, Mostly when I'm like out in nature, I don't feel like I'm at risk, but it's not about me. It's about Mm. other people and wearing the masks. So we started wearing balaclavas. We have lying around. Do you know what those are? Yeah. Okay. Just curious. Cause you're not, you're not like a, a, a snow bunny. Like I am. Rebecca has this friend that makes masks. So she made us all like our own custom masks. That's awesome. It's um, a gift that keeps on giving or yeah, hopefully right on. doesn't keep on giving if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's what I wanted to talk about. I was on my run and listening to an amazing podcast, listening actually to one of my favorite, um, authors. I've really enjoyed just about every book that she's put out. It's Gretchen oh, oh, Rubin. Oh, hey, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? 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 what, what? Tonight on Facebook, oh. um, Rose Lavelle is having like a live, uh, like little thing with two other members of the U S women's national team, totally going to stalk her and be like, come on my podcast, come on my podcast, come on my podcast. Do it. I Although she's 24 and not person. married. That's fine. Tell her, hey, say, hey, I have this podcast and Laura Heck is your biggest fan. And I would love to give this to her for her birthday. When's your birthday? <laughs> July 24th. Okay. <laughs> it's, in a way, it's a long time away, but I'm just yeah. trying to make it so you don't show up as the creepy old guy. Right on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also I have a kid. I have a kid who plays soccer, so I could do that too. Hmm. By the way, I have not received a phone call from Jake Gyllenhaal. And I also have not received any strange text messages from people who heard my cell phone (laughs) number. Although I think that episode just came out. So, so, you know, just because a lot of the things that we're talking about are current events, we're recording this podcast on Thursday. So today's date is Thursday, April 9th, and it's going to come out next Tuesday. So there's like a gap of a few days, Yeah. but maybe Jake Gyllenhaal will, will give me a call at some point. Or it send might me take a t- longer than a, a week. Picture. Send me a picture message, Jake. That's all I'm asking, <laughs> just of your beautiful face. Um, okay, so you were on a run. You were listening to your author friend. Yeah, author. So Gretchen Rubin, she wrote, um, boy, a whole bunch of books, but she wrote this book that I thought was so interesting that she referenced, and it's called Outer Order, Inner Peace. And, um, you know, the concept is oftentimes just like when you create order in your surroundings, it gives you inner peace. And I think that there's a lot of disruption happening right now because there is no order. There is no normalcy. There is no habits that we have created, or maybe you've created some habits in just the last month. But right now, if you're experiencing anxiety, if you're experiencing depression, loss, grief, anger has been what I've gotten to. You should have seen me yesterday. I had an angry walk. Um, 
I would say it's pretty stinking normal. And that's really what I wanted to talk about. In fact, I wanted to talk about nothing related to COVID, but you told me that there's no way to avoid it. That That is what we're talking about in our offices. I mean, it's that's hard. I mean, the, the it literally people kind of want to make it a piece of news, but it's not a piece mm-hmm. of news. It's literally like a, a, a global condition. I mean, there's no way that you can avoid this reality. Um, yeah. I mean, unless you have your head in the sand, which some people still do, and that's, I guess, their prerogative. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, no, I don't think it's you. I mean, I think there's a thoughtfulness about it that is, you know, uh, yeah, it's not you. That's not who I'm talking about. I think there are people who want want it to go away and want it to not be a, a thing, but the reality is it just is a thing. Um, hmm. I had to call my bank yesterday in advance of going in to deposit a check Mm-hmm. Um, just to make sure that they were ready for me. And they were like, come on in, wow. we have time for you at 1030, you know? And I was like, okay. Um, wow. Yeah. We, everything just has to be so much more deliberate. We cannot rely on uh, autopilot anymore. Everything. It's like a, a big whiteboard, which you have, I can see your whiteboard in the background and yeah. I'm, kind, I'm kind of impressed. Yeah. It's um, a lot on it right now. Yeah. I have a whiteboard and I was just writing on it. Um, it's a littler whiteboard and it seems a little less scattered like yours is, <laughs> but mine's very organized. Sure. It's yeah. organized for your brain. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just think we, we have to wipe the, wipe the whiteboard clean. And sure. <clears throat> as I was talking about this whole idea that if you're experiencing this loss of energy, this lack of motivation, um, grief, which is what some people have been describing mm-hmm. it to me as. Mm-hmm. And there's a grief of a lot of things. There's grief <clears throat> on so many different levels. There's grief of experiencing what's happening to your community and what's happening to people that you love. And it's not just, um, either illness and fear, um, of someone becoming infected. I mean, a lot of you might have people who are interfacing with the community and there's that everyday fear that of the, what if, what if, um, you know, you, you contract COVID and what if you end up being the person that ends up on a respirator and what if all of these things, but then there's also the fear of, or the grief, I guess, that comes up of there's kids that are missing things that are fundamental to their growing up experience. They're missing proms and homecomings and, um, graduation ceremonies and all of these things that they were looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just you wiped the slate clean. And that's, that is something that is normal for you to be experiencing. It's okay for you to be experiencing grief. And one of the things that I'm seeing is that it's weird for couples to walk through this experience. They're in the same experience, same things are happening. They know the same people they're in the same community and they're experiencing it in two different ways. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm sure you or are 10 different ways. It. <clears throat> totally. Yeah. And it's hard to connect with your partner when they are, the ones who can't fall asleep at night and are, you know, up really early or experiencing stomach aches or loss of appetite or um, lack of motivation. And you're kind of like looking at them like, what's your deal? Mm-hmm. What's going on for you? Um, Can we talk about really grief, grief for one more second? Because yeah. I think, um, so Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, remember she did the kind of the five stages of grief and mm-hmm. you, you just sort of described two of them. And I wonder if you, I wonder if you're grieving because the first one is denial, right? It's like, this isn't happening. <laughs> this is, this okay. is Laura who has her head in the sand. But then the right. second stage of grief is anger. And that maybe was you yesterday. And I wonder if you're associating those with hmm, like not at all. grief process. Um, because 
we all go move forward. The fifth one, of course, is acceptance. You finally go, okay, mm-hmm. this is in my life. And I mm-hmm. think that's what people need to get. Um, but they also have to move through the other two, which is bargaining. And I think it's depression. Yeah. So you have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if you're just like at the, like kind of the second, second part of it, even if you're not calling it grief. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I I definitely, I turned to my husband yesterday and I said, I feel like I was in a training program for the, for the first 20 years of my life because I was a military brat and Mm -hmm. I also was a pastor's kid. And in the United Methodist church where my mom was a pastor, um, they changed pastors. They did like this rollover leadership every couple of years. And I don't know if that's standard or if it was just, it, you know, finding the right fit or whatever it might be. But I, I went to, I can't even tell you, maybe nine different schools growing up. Mm-hmm. So every year was change. And I just, I really learned to adapt and change and um, not count on anything being normal. There really wasn't a normal for me. And so I've actually been really grateful that I feel like I've been trained for these types of things. I I roll pretty quickly with the punches. And um, so that I'm pretty happy about, but the anger is more coming from not having the time alone as Mm -hmm. an introvert, which I know we're both introverts, not having that time to myself, not having time to be able to work out the way that I want to work out. And it's frustrating for me. So, yeah here's, here's one of the things that I was thinking about. If we're at the acceptance stage, one of the things that I've noticed of being able to accept is, um, and to move through the grief is to be able to say, let's just throw out everything because it becomes a battle when you're constantly trying to do things the same way you had before. And it's frustrating. So if you're trying to cook the same way you were before, but you don't have access to the same ingredients, dinner time, meal time is going to be frustrating and angry. If you're trying to work the same normal hours that you were working before, and you have a kid that's barging into your door every two seconds and saying like, mommy, play with me or, you know, help me with my homework. It's going to be frustrating. Um, and so you really do have to accept it and wipe the slate clean and say, what's going to make the most sense right now? Yeah. And I think acceptance can obviously come to, you know, the, the conversation that I'm having over and over again with couples right now is exactly this. Like, what do we, we don't know how to do this in this space. And I keep coming back to, well, then you have to do that. Mm. If you can't do this. You have to do that. And yep. that means that you have to, to think about how are you going to use specifically time and space? right? Cause there's 168 hours in a week and they, um, and then there's, um, you know, the square footage that you have in your house and you have to learn how to sort of parcel that out or ration it out. Because if you don't, then you're ultimately just kind of trying to do the same thing in the same way. And, um, and I think some of that needs to be really flexible, but also some of it needs to be really rigid. Um, Hmm. there needs, like, I think, so in my house, like my daughter's room needs to be her sacred space that she can have and, right, right. and use and nobody else is going to like take that space away from her. I'm in the birdhouse right now. It's pretty, pretty much when I'm in the birdhouse, that means nobody gets to talk to me um, yeah. or even time, right? Like 11 to two. And I think we talked about this a little bit, 11 yeah. to two is school. Um, but, but so that's, that just needs some creativity, but here's the other thing that I'm talking about with clients, which is 
like role confusion. Um, yes. So <laughs> who is the, who's the mom? Who's the dad? Who's the teacher? Who's the sister? Who's the, who's the, the, um, the doctor? Who's the tutor? Who's, you know, and um, Rebecca had me, uh, Rebecca asked me uh, reasonably to clean off the roof this last weekend. And mm-hmm. so I did. And it was done. And she, that was an adult conversation that we had. Zach, can you get to the roof this weekend? Yes, I can. Da, da, da. So then I finished the roof and I started doing my next thing. And she, she comes into the room and she goes, I don't know how to say this without making you mad. And I was like, what is it? And so she said, come here. And so we walked up to the middle of the street and she looked up at the roof and she goes, that doesn't look like a very good job to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, see, then you became my mom. Yeah. Now, now you were a parent, you're parenting uh-huh. me and I didn't mm-hmm. like it at all. Or um, supervisor. I was like, that's, mm, not that's not the way to tell me. That's not the way to tell me without making you mad. <laughs> um, but how, yeah. I mean, hold on, Nate, or <laughs> hold on, Ooh. Zach. I know. I'm so sorry. I just called you by my boyfriend's name. My other boyfriend. Oh, I'm really embarrassed right now. Did that hurt a little mm-hmm. bit? Or yeah, it, it did. did. Yeah, it did. Really? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Okay. Hold, hold on, Zach. Have you ever, by the way, like, have you ever called your wife or an ex-girlfriend by another girl's name? Um, I used to date a girl named uh, Lisa and I had this thing in my brain where I call Lisa's Kim and I call Kim's Lisa. Interesting. It's just a weird thing. It's sometimes the way I do um, August and October. Sometimes I'll call uh-huh. October, August uh-huh. and August, October. So yeah, yeah, I used to call Lisa Kim all the time and she did not like it. But you didn't have a Kim in your life. It, it was just Kim. You called her Kim. Oh, you did have a Kim in your life. Well, in high school, I dated a Kim, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't like, it wasn't the same. It just was, it was total dyslexia. Sure. Um, you know what here's I just realized? Fun, here's Hold another on. Fun I piece. just have to, I have to defend myself. Yeah, I have to defend myself. I wrote, I wrote Nate. I'm making a list while you're talking. I'm writing like my list of things I need to do. Yeah, and I so was you're like writing really paying his, attention. <clears throat> I know. Well, you know, I like to multitask, but no, what happens is I always keep a notepad next to me. And as I'm talking, sometimes I'll think of something and I'm like, Ooh, I really want to do that. And so I, I wrote his name and then called you by his name. That's my defense yeah. because yeah, you were my first, you were my first love. How about that? I don't, uh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, but I do want to tell you that there's a fun piece of trivia about me, which is, um, I, when people call me the wrong name, mm-hmm. almost universally, it's Josh. Interesting. Minus I'm, Lisa. You mean Kim? <laughs> or Kim. <laughs> um, See, my brain just did that. As soon as you said the word Lisa, I thought the, I thought the word Kim. That's really interesting. I know. There's probably yeah. some sort of like deep, deep thing that happened to you when you were four years old and yeah, with a Lisa and a Kim. Maybe. I, I can honestly tell you, I have no idea what we were just talking about before I do. I was talking about um, role confusion <laughs> and how like sometimes, and so yeah. this is where it shows up even outside of this particular situation, which is, you know, I have this. I don't have this theory, but I'm a fan of this theory, which is <laughs> that inside each of us, there's, um, there's a parent, an adult and a child. We have, the, they're called ego states. And sometimes right. like the parents, the parent ego state is kind of the directive, corrective ego state. And then the, the adult one is sort of the rational, respectable, respectable one. And then the child is the emotional sort of reactive ego state. And 
<clears throat> we're all always sort of moving in and out of those at different times for different reasons. And um, I'm a big champion of having like my clients really be paying attention to what, what voice they're using when they're, especially when they're talking to each mm-hmm. other. So in mm-hmm. the, in the story I was sharing about the roof, Rebecca kind of parented me and I had yeah. a choice at that point, whether to kind of respond as a child um, yeah. and be angry about it or reactive or be like, well, then you go clean it or something like that. <laughs> or to respond like an adult and just sort of go, um, okay. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'll just go clean it right now. I mean, I guess I kind of did a little bit of both cause I stormed off with my broom and went back up on the roof. But, um, the, this is a thing I think that's really challenging when you're in this kind of, um, quarantine scenario because mm-hmm. we're not anchored in any specific kind of role right now. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when I go off to work, I'm, I'm in the role of like, call it therapist or breadwinner or whatever it is, you know, and then I come back and I'm supposed to be dad or whatever. Right. Um, right. but because those things aren't changing right now, everybody's confused about who's what. And I think you have to kind of, um, sometimes we'll call them hats, right? You have to like make it, make it clear who, who's wearing what hat when. Yeah. Um, so, well, <clears throat> I think I might've talked about this too in previous podcasts, but I think that when we were spending so much time quarantined together, it is overwhelming to be wearing the hat of lover all day long. Like you have to be able to take off your lover hat and be able to just say, you know what? I'm in my, like when you go to your birdhouse, <clears throat> you're checking out, you are done being a dad. You're done being a husband. You are in your birdhouse and you are just, just Zach and um, just Josh, just Josh. And, uh, and for me, that's the same thing. When my husband closes the door to his office, he is a businessman. He is not my husband at that point. And so when he comes out into the common space and he's in the kitchen or whatever it might be, my, that is my time to like, say, now you're a dad. Now you're my lover. You're my partner. And if you're in the common space, don't be on a conference call. Don't be distracted or on your phone. Like when, when you're going to be working, you're in your office and that's the hat you're wearing. But I want to be accessible to you when you are in the common space in the house. And so it's, we're kind of working on that part. <clears throat> the other thing is I think kids need to understand roles and they need to mm-hmm. be clear on, on who's my, who's my school teacher mm-hmm. and who's making the rules for me. And am And I think, man, it's so easy right now to be able to just say, throw your hands up and say, it's summer. They canceled school across Mm -hmm. the board. It's summer. You get to be the ruler of your own kingdom. And then the moment that it gets too chaotic, by the way, if you have heard any background noise, have you heard background noise on my end? No. Okay. Listeners, you're probably going to hear it. My kid is running amok. He is, he's literally running up and down the stairs and there he plays tag with the dog and it is loud because he squeals like a little lady, but, um, it's uh, if that's what you hear, that's the, that's the reality of my life right now. But it is, it is good to be able to have that conversation with your kids. And like I said, wipe the slate board, like the whiteboard clean and just have a conversation and say, what are we doing here? Like, am Mm -hmm. I the school teacher or are you the school teacher? Are you the principal? Like who's making the rules? When are you, when are you my lover? And when are you doing business stuff? And just go back to basics and have the conversation because whatever was your reality 
is not your reality. You have to create that new normal. The other thing I think that is important to note is that, you know, we're recording this on a Thursday. It's going to come out on a Tuesday and the world may look very different on Tuesday. Right. Like it's changing so fast that you might need to be, I think that you need to add like agility to your survival list. Like how do yeah. you, how do you like you pivot on a dime, you know? Um, and that is, um, I think that that comes down to just like really, well, if we go back to grief, it really comes down to acceptance. Like this isn't, this is what you're doing. This is what your life is right now. I yeah. mean, um, and you may have to weather some anger and some depression. Um, well, you have reasonable. to, I think, I think the whole idea with grief is that you can't go over it and you can't go around it and you can't go under it. Like you have to go through it. And it's like, it just, it's, be, being in that place where it's like, it's okay for me to be grieving what's going on in the world. It's okay for me to be bummed out that I don't get to go to the freaking gala that I bought the really hot shoes to wear. <laughs> and I'm really bummed out that I'm not going to be able to do that. And that's okay that I can be upset about that. And it's also okay that my partner, my husband can't understand why that's such a big deal to me because yeah. that's not his reality either. And yeah. that's, that's a tough place, but I think it's okay. And there's always something worse, right? Like, um, that's the other piece. Like we're I was thinking about, well, two things actually. One is, um, the NFL draft is coming up here pretty soon. And <laughs> all of these guys have spent their whole life, like waiting to be, hear their name called and walk across the stage and get their Jersey and shake the commissioner's hand. And that's not going to happen. They're going to like, yeah. and somebody's going to feel sorry for them. And we're going to go, Oh man, sorry, mm -hmm. future millionaire that you didn't get your like photo op. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's a legit grief for them, but also there's always something worse. The other thing though, that I'm thinking about is, um, have you seen these clips of the, um, the prime minister of New Zealand? No, not at all. So she is, um, she's kind of gone viral this last week because she wanted, she went on at a press conference to let all of the children know that she has spoken to the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny and they are deemed essential employees. Um, but they might be on a limited schedule this year and they might not make it to your house because they might have to be taking care of their own families. But it's a, like, maybe you can step up and like fill in the gaps for the Easter bunny or fill in the gap for the tooth fairy because they're, they're, they're doing okay, but they're very busy. <laughs> you know, like I, I have big puppy dog eyes for this, <laughs> this New Zealand woman. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So she, um, it was very cool. And it just, you know, just even thinking about like, oh yeah, kids are going to miss their Easter basket. And yeah. like, sorry, kid, or graduation or, you know. I'm literally, you remember how I said I'm writing? I'm mm -hmm. writing down Easter basket because <laughs> someone in this family needs to go get a freaking Easter basket. And <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put on my balaclava and my gloves. and I'm going to go to Costco and get an Easter basket. Right on. Yeah. Hey, um, let's wrap this up, but I wanted to tell you, I'm really stoked for your book. It looks awesome. Thanks. Um, I'll send you for one those, pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. That would be awesome. I, I'll, I'll even pay you like to pay me. I'll pay you for it. I'll pay um, you in hugs and I'll never call you Josh or Nate again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. And, um, I have a box of like a hundred that I'm about to be di distributing, um, through kind of our mail list and stuff. So if you're not awesome. on our mailing list and you'd like to invitation to, uh, put your hands on this book, then, uh, go ahead and check out marriage therapy radio.com or marriage therapy journal.com. And we'll make sure that you have an option to pick it up. Yeah. Speaking and I'm of faster that, than Amazon at this point. That's Ooh. All right. Yeah, Get it. Yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope that you all have just are enjoying some weather. We, for the first time in a long time, have had some nice weather. Please tell me you can hear my kids. You I can, can hear him, I right? that time. Yeah. He's hey, squealing. by the way, this is, this is the view from my birdhouse window. Okay. Turning his computer around. It's stunning outside. I know, but look. It is. What? I'm looking at your trampoline. trampoline. Yeah. Yeah. So most of, most of the time when I'm out here, there are children just bouncing Frolicking. up and down on that trampoline. I would pee my pants. Do not let a grown woman who's had children out of her vajayjay uh, bounce on your trampoline. They'll just pee all over it. I want that. I, Jason, by the way, don't cut that. Keep that in the podcast. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, we got to be done. We got to be done. done. We're done. Yeah. Okay. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. And just as a reminder, if you want to check out Zach's book, apparently he's shipping that stuff out hot and fast, faster than Amazon. So hit him up, go on over to his website. It's marriagetherapyradio.com or marriagetherapyjournal.com. Yep, nailed it. Guys, thanks so much for all of your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. By the way, I was the one who came up with that tagline and it was not Zach for the record. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.